0: Welcome to the Real Estate espresso podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host Victor Manash. Today we're going to be talking about Puerto Rico. Last month I visited the island and we did a real estate investment tour as part of our visit. I'd like to share some of my observations from that visit. While the cleanup from Hurricane Maria was largely complete in some areas, there was still lots of evidence of storm damage and you didn't have to look very far to find broken trees, broken fences, damaged roofs, and smashed lampposts. Often, when a natural disaster hits an area, it creates opportunity for rebirth, for new investment, and to find value in the market. The problems in Puerto Rico, however, started long before Hurricane Maria hit the island. It's been a slow and steady economic decline ever since the year 2000. About 11% of the population has left the island over the last decade, and the economy in that same time period has shrunk by about 15%. One of the major factors that has accelerated the economic decline was the cancellation of certain tax incentives back in 2006. And following that event, major corporations like Pepsi, Merck, and Johnson & Johnson pulled out of the island, resulting in the loss of hundreds of jobs. In 2012, Puerto Rico enacted several new tax incentives. The most famous are Act 20 and Act 22, though there are others. I know several people who have moved to Puerto Rico to take advantage of the tax structure. We visited the home of Peter Schiff and his wife, Lauren. It's a lovely beachfront property in the Ritz-Carlton Estates. This planned gated community is full of expats from the mainland who have made Puerto Rico their new home. We also got to spend some time with John Lee Dumas, host of the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast, and Davin Michaels, owner of the Philippines-based outsourcing company called 123Employee. All these people move to the island in search of tropical weather and the business and tax-friendly environment. The big issue that I'm seeing in Puerto Rico is that the middle class is very, very small. Act 20 and Act 22 incentives are bringing wealthier people onto the island. And this year, applications under both Act 20 and Act 22 are up 200%. And this is clearly going to result in some employment for the local people. But in order for the local economy to flourish, you need to employ more than a few house cleaners and gardeners. These jobs are not primary jobs in the economy. They're secondary jobs. The island needs more economic drivers than just the handful of cruise ships that are visiting the island each and every day. The island itself has a pile of financial trouble. Starting in 2015, local government began defaulting on some of its debt, and the island's debts, including pension liabilities total about 140 billion dollars. One of the problems that Puerto Rico has is a very low labor force participation rate. You know, we often talk about unemployment rate, but the other measure that's often a more meaningful measure is what percentage of the population is in the workforce. In Puerto Rico, 40% of the population is in the workforce. That compares with 63% on the mainland, and even 63% is a low number compared with historical averages. In fact, if you go back to 2006, labor force participation rate in the mainland was at 65%. Now, I personally applaud the local government for taking a bold step to attract investment. Act 22 allows qualifying individuals to move to Puerto Rico and pay 0% tax on certain types of investment income. This is perfect if you're an investor, a trader, or perhaps even a cryptocurrency speculator. You can buy and sell securities and pay essentially 0% capital gains tax, living in Puerto Rico tax-free. And because you're a Puerto Rico resident, you owe no tax to the IRS either. Act 20 and 22 take precedence over the federal tax law. The other one is Act 20 under which entrepreneurs can move to Puerto Rico, set up a qualifying business, and be subject to a corporate tax rate of just 4%. And if you happen to reside on the island, dividends that you pay to yourself are tax-free, which means that your effective tax rate on corporate and dividend income altogether is just 4%. Now, one of my rules of investing is to invest in a growing market. And today, Puerto Rico is still a shrinking market. Following Hurricane Maria, the island experienced what I can only describe as a near economic collapse. We went to visit a local office building that had been sold in a distressed state and subsequently renovated. The building is now in the process of being leased up and the building is now in the process of being leased up and is also for sale. The problem that I'm seeing with these properties is that commercial paying tenants are not very abundant. When there's an excess of supply, not only do asset prices drop, but so do rental rates. Several local business owners have reported an exodus of employees back to the mainland, many of them higher level employees. I think there are properties selling at fire sale prices in Puerto Rico, but that doesn't mean they're necessarily a bargain. For me, it's too soon to know whether to make an investment in the island. I want to see the exodus of talent come to an end, and it's not clear whether or not Puerto Rico is in a death spiral. If you're in a situation where locating to Puerto Rico would result in massive tax savings, This is definitely something you want to consider. Puerto Rico is recovering from the hurricane, but against a backdrop of ongoing economic decline. The island is an underdog and I want to see them win. I want it to be a thriving, booming place. And sadly, I recommend keeping funds on the sidelines for the time being until we have a clearer picture. As you examine your investment strategy, make some great things happen. Have an awesome day and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.